0: welcome back to strive to as always i'm your host joseph hadaway and today i'm sitting down with karen from money and marriage i'm gonna keep this pretty short karen does great work helping couples get on the same page with their finances karen how are you
1: doing today i'm great joseph thank you so much for inviting me here i am super excited
0: hey thank you so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it pleasure so getting right into it, and I gave you a brief one-sentence bio. Uh, what more can you tell us about yourself?
1: Well, as you say, Joseph, I help couples to get on the same financial page as, as each other. Um, couples come to me when they've had their aha moment. They realize their finances are in chaos and they need some help. So I kind of start them on their journey we look at the numbers, we we get a spreadsheet. I know you love your spreadsheets, Joseph. And um, we kind of <laughs> figure it out and we make a plan and we start them on their journey. Now, I uh, some couples, I completely understand and I get it that some people don't like talking about money. And in some couples, one of them may be reluctant or overwhelmed when it comes to talking about money so what I do is I've had got this great freebie Joseph that is uh, how to get on the same page as your same financial page as your spouse and that gives a few top tips but I also just encourage the cu- the person that is that does want to get on there or get on their journey to financial freedom I I talk to them and we start the plan and it just doesn't take a few weeks for that other spouse to come on board because they can see that it's working. They can see that this is a loving, non-judgmental environment and we are full of grace and it's okay. We all make mistakes, (laughs) right? And so they come on board as well. So that's, that's great. And I just love helping other people. So that's my mission. Hey, love to hear
0: it. Um, I think I told you in our pre-call. I, I looked this up before we got on to the podcast, and I, I might even do it here live. Um, you're doing you're doing great work. Like you are absolutely fighting the good fight. Um, because I w- I looked this up at some point. I'm trying to remember the exact statistic of how many couples, at least in the U.S., get divorced each year because of money fights. Fucking hey. Eh? And it was a surprising amount. Yeah,
1: very surprising.
0: First... And sad too. All right. Yeah. I, here, here's your statistic that I just found on Google. Um, and if I find a better one, um, then I'll I'll edit, re-record, put it in the show notes. Oh no, I'll I'll figure it out. I, yeah. I do a lot on the editing table, <laughs> but yeah. So, according to um, the Jimenez Law Firm. I guess I tell you, mm-hmm. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but either way, that's not the point of this. Um, between twenty and forty percent of divorces in the U.S. are the are uh, due to money problems or fights because of money.
1: Yeah, so sad, so sad because oh, yeah. they obviously mm-hmm. come from different money backgrounds. They have different money memories. They've been taught different things, and it doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong. It just means we just got to work together to get on that same page.
0: Which is, I absolutely could not agree more. And I'm sure everyone listening, if you tend into a business podcast, you're probably thinking the same thing. So I I guess, you know, we kind of just touched high level, you know, go and just get into, you know, what would you say are the main benefits of being on the same page financially as your spouse, other than you're, what, 40% less likely to get divorced?
1: Well, that's a great start, right? Amen. Um, (laughs) um, So the benefits are that you just communicate more. You're more open with one another. You're working towards that common goal. You know, you're no longer hiding what's in your bank account or your, it doesn't mean you're secretive or you've done anything (laughs) wrong. It's just that, you know, when you're married, I see that you're a team, you know, you may be raising children together, you're maybe, you know, you're doing life together, right, so, and that includes, in my opinion, money as well, so let's just be open, let's work towards those goals, let's, you know, let's, let's dream about a big vacation, let's dream big, a great vacation, you know, a safari, um, a trip to Disney World, and then maybe, you know, think about your retirement as well, because I know that, you know, life happens. And next thing you know, you're retiring and you've got no money and you've got no plan. And it's just great. It's just so much more open, honest, you're on the same page and it's just win-win all around.
0: Absolutely. I I could not agree more. Um, so I, I guess, you know, kind of continue on that. I mean, you talked about benefits, you know, same page financially, your spouse, which I wholeheartedly agree. It's one of the best things, any I'm gonna say marriage, because I know actually, you know what? Let's let's ask that, let's go ahead and get into that a little bit. Um, combining finances, um, mm-hmm. I know at least the traditional financial advice, I guess I'm gonna say here in the US, especially if you're like a Dave Ramsey follower, don't combine finances, don't combine money until you're married.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I would say, but I've also heard some people say, you know, if you're, if you're living together, combine finances, Um, just just curious to know your thoughts on that. Do, should people wait till they get married, or will we, when they share expenses, or would love to hear mm, your thoughts? Well,
1: I know that Dave Ramsey says that because he has had a few stories where people combine finances, one, one person pays off, you know, thousands of dollars worth of debt mm-hmm. and then the whole wedding is called off so I could completely understand where they're coming from and and actually uh as personally um uh we I had my husband had some debt before we got married and and it just it just I did help him out and that was okay you know and so so it's okay to have one rule for one and you know it might not be the right rule for everybody so I think it's, it's up to couples, but, you know, I can understand where Dave Rams is coming from, but thankfully that didn't happen in our case. And thankfully my husband didn't have too much debt, so it was okay. You know, you just, I think as couples you have to, you make up your own, your own mind on that one. But yeah, I would, I can understand where Dave Rams is coming from. Especially with you guys, you have huge student loans, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand that.
0: This is a great time to mention this for anyone who doesn't know. Karen's not in the US.
1: <laughs>
0: uh but she knows. Oh god, that Yeah, your student loans, man. <laughs> at, at time of recording, we are about 6 days from mm-hmm. student loan payments uh resuming again.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it's so... tough and I know a lot of people are struggling and, and and worried. They are worried because the cost of living crisis plus your student loans kicking back in again. Um it's never been a better time to budget.
0: Amen to that. Like it, it... <laughs> if there's ever been a time to get on the same page financially as your spouse now is the yeah, time
1: absolutely
0: and i actually i'm gonna i'm gonna spout off on that again because i saw this recently on twitter x whatever we're calling it now um i think i've said that in like every recording since elon changed the name
1: i'm still with twitter
0: <laughs> it it rolls off the tongue so much better and it i've been on twitter since like 2015 so like changing that now, just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. But either way that, that said, I do want to ask also um, looking into, you know, pre-marriage um, how open should, you know, spouses be with each other pre-marriage about their financial situation um, kind of, should that be a pre-discussion? You know, I have this much debt, I make this much money, I have this much in savings yeah. or
1: Absolutely. can you that- imagine, <laughs> sorry, Joseph. Your no, no, no.
0: Uh, all good. Uh, I was gonna say, I don't feel like it should be a surprise, but I was, you know, curious how deep the conversation should
1: go. Well, can you imagine coming back from honeymoon and then discovering your new spouse, you know, has got hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of debt or on a more positive note, maybe they're a multimillionaire, you know, but um, I, I would, I would, I, I strongly believe that. <laughs> A, a couple going into marriage. And I and one of my reels on Instagram says, actually, if you are talking about marriage, then you haven't had that money conversation. You need to pause the marriage talks and you need to talk about money. And actually, when we got married, we had a marriage prep classes. I don't know if that's something that you guys do in the US, but we had a marriage prep classes and we had marriage mentors for the first few years of our, our married life, which meant we had a meal with a, an older couple. Um, once every month and it was great but you know what not not once did anybody talk about money and I, I don't know whether that's a British thing or but I was like in my in hindsight now I think why wasn't that mentioned you know why didn't why didn't somebody help us get on the same financial page my husband was a youth worker I was a new teacher it was obvious we didn't have a lot of money and it would have been great for someone to say hey you know let's talk about money
0: I will say here in the U S we have uh pre-marriage counseling, which is an optional thing.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. When we got married, the uh, I guess the officiant would be his proper title who married us, offered that to us. Um, but mm-hmm. it was like any kind of required thing. Is that okay. required for in other countries or just no, highly recommended?
1: No, highly recommended. Yeah.
0: I had to ask, because I've heard of some weird requirements. Like when my parents, who are are from the U.S. also, of course, when they got married, um, they even had to get a blood test.
1: Really? I've never heard that before.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently. So here's your quick history lesson for anyone who didn't know. Um, I'm originally from Alabama. My parents' whole family's from Alabama. Uh, I don't know if this is still the law now, because my wife and I got married in Florida, where it wasn't. But when my parents got married back in the late 90s, They had to get a blood test to prove they weren't cousins before the state would sign off on the marriage.
1: I've never heard that before. That's new and on me.
0: That is a definitely Southern U.S. thing, and somebody out there is laughing pretty hard at that right now.
1: (laughs) Were they, by any chance, um, owners of the blood test center? (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe Maybe. a
0: a stockholder, nothing else. All right. So, I and I do want to say also going back to the actual thing we were talking about, <laughs> uh, wholeheartedly agree with, you know, the pre, pre discussion. I'm I, I've, I've got some recency bias in this. Um, My wife and I are coming up on one year of marriage. So just wow. over, okay. thank you. Just over a year ago, we were having this exact talk. And I, I mean, I can even say before I even proposed or probably soon after, I mean, we both could have told you exactly how much we had in each other's bank account, exactly how much debt each other's had life goals, all that. And again, firsthand experience. It helps. It helps a lot. We're a year into this and there have been no surprises at all that have caused any kind of like major fights or fallouts because we both knew what each other had going into this. Yeah. It's extremely beneficial. And I feel like I got married kind of young and we're trying to navigate life together. It's, Nice to knock one more thing off the plate while you're trying to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that works because you were open and you were honest with each other.
0: Yes, hundred percent. Mm. So then, you know, getting into you know the more meat and potatoes of this, that's that's a Dave Ramsey quote. <laughs> <sighs> don't want to don't want to add too many of those, <laughs> um, but uh, that said, um, you know, so let's say you you are a spouse husband wife boyfriend girlfriend whoever you may be partner um and you want to start you want to open the discussion with your partner your spouse whoever about your joint finances how should someone approach that conversation for the first time
1: well um here's my top tip if your her, your spouse is uh um, well, if your spouse is a late night, late night person, and they are like a lie in, don't go to them at six o'clock in the morning and start that conversation. Right? Choose your moments. Choose them when. Choose the moment when they are in a good mood, and and kind of like preempt it. Kind of say, hey, you know, we haven't. I'd I'd really like to save for this, or I'd really like to buy this. Can we, you know, just have a look at the the finances over the weekend, and maybe like create a time where you're both. Uh, not stressed. You're not running out of the door. You haven't got visitors coming in ten minutes. You know you can just take your time, and then and then after that, I highly recommend that you maybe go out for a coffee or go out for a walk or do something fun together. Because if your spouse is overwhelmed or reluctant, then they they need they need a get out really to go and do something different and know that the whole morning's not going to be spent on talking about money. So yeah, that would be my top tip.
0: I will I will always vouch for the go for a coffee. <laughs> this is this is shamefully cup two today.
1: And how many cups do you have a day?
0: Comes so. and goes. Um I'm trying really hard to cut down, usually two to three.
1: Oh not too bad then. Eh?
0: Uh well. <laughs> that's I, I don't need that kind of motivation in my life. I need someone to tell me that's way too much.
1: Really? <laughs> but okay, I well,
0: that- since switching to decaf, I do feel better about it, <laughs> or at well, least try-, try trying to switch to decaf. I'm I'm getting there slowly but surely. I'm integrating it into my day. Well done.
1: Well, you know, in, in here in Kenya we say pole pole. slowly, slowly.
0: I need I I might need some of that Kenya wisdom by the time this is over. First... <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, you know, just just real quick, also while we're on this, you live in Kenya. Yeah. yeah. Um. You do work with clients internationally, correct?
1: Yes. Let's,
0: yes. I, let's do a little more just quick introduction to who you are, what you do. Um, and you do, I guess, would it be one-on-one or would be kind of like a, a group coaching situation? I'm not sure the term you'd prefer to use.
1: Yeah, so normally it's like one-on-one or one with couples, mm-hmm. but I also do like budgeting masterclasses uh, like with six people. I've been working um, recently with one um one like with me, like face-to-face, that's the word I was looking for, face-to-face with like six younger of my younger colleagues who are all in their 20s and have not been taught how to budget. So so I've just been talking them through how to just do a basic budget and they are just so thankful and it's great discussion and it's really exciting just to, you know, they're already in debt in their early 20s, yeah, and it's just helping them just to get out of that. Yeah, so it's exciting.
0: I mean, hey, getting, getting people started early is the best time to get them started.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and here in Kenya, I think MasterCard Africa have just started. They're going to do a real big push on buy now, pay later. And I'm like, you do not need to touch that. You know, it's all about delayed gratification. You save the money and then you go buy it.
0: Um, yeah, I, that they're, they're doing that push here quite a bit in the U S as well. Um, can't think of the name of the company who's like leading the charge, but I, I can tell you, like um maybe like two weeks ago, we ordered pizza for dinner. Yeah, two pizzas, the tip and delivery fee twenty five dollars, twenty six dollars, something like that. Um, and we were offered to finance over four four payments. How scary is that? But people to say yes. That's why they're offering it. I, I that, that I Here's your financial advice for the podcast. I'm not a licensed financial advisor. I am not licensed to give traditional financial advice, but I'll put my neck out for this one. Yeah, don't, don't don't finance a pizza, please. There's no word there's no world where it's worth and and they were going to do a credit check to finance a pizza.
1: <laughs> and what was the interest rate? I
0: did not look that far into it. It was one of the, I think it was a firm was the name of the company, but I could be wrong about that. They might be the Amazon financing people where you can finance Amazon purchases over like five or eight payments. Um, Yeah, it was just one of those like, sign up here and you can pay this off over four equal payments. Mm. Uh, Of course, nobody mentions interest rate in their marketing because they know what sells.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's really scary though, isn't it? Oh,
0: I completely agree. Even just the ease of how simple someone could just, it's right there in front of your face. It's scary. And it's, it's a wealth killer. Like who, if you're signing up for that or mm-hmm. how about this, rather don't sign up for it. It's a huge wealth killer, major purchases so I'm not going to yell at you for financing, get a mortgage. Most people need a loan on a car. I'm going to leave that alone to an extent. Don't, don't finance a pizza. No,
1: absolutely. 100% <laughs> agree with you. <laughs>
0: money money rule of thumb if you can eat it don't finance it
1: I like that one (laughs) I think Dave Ramsey should take that one off you
0: (laughs) if he pays if he pays royalties I'll let him have it
1: okay I'll let him know
0: (laughs) call him to a show next week (laughs) that said you know getting back into the um, money and finances and marriage talk I, I think we We are 100% on the same page, especially talking to me. You're preaching to the choir. Spouses need to be on the same page financially. You build wealth together. You build a life together. Again, 40%-ish less likely to get divorced. That's huge.
1: Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but the cost of divorce is huge. It's huge. So it's worth making the effort.
0: I don't don't know um, what it would be here. I've never looked into it. And knock on wood. Uh, I didn't realize that would set the dogs off. Um, no, hopefully we'll never have to look into that. I, I firmly believe that I won't have to look into that ever in my life. And I really want to keep it that way. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm sure you are correct. And it's uh, not a cheap process.
1: No, I think uh, it's probably equates to the same amount of money as a holiday of a lifetime would be. And I know which one I'd rather.
0: I aim into that. <laughs> take me on like a, a European cruise or, or pay for a divorce lawyer. I'll take the cruise every day. Um, Actually, no, that's, that's another good point. I, I'd like to, I'm just going to kind of keep throwing buzzwords at you here to get your thoughts yeah. because at, you you are, I mentioned this before we hit record. You are the first money marriage specific coach I've ever had on the podcast or spoken with. Um, And I know a lot of other Finfluencers, financial talking heads like to throw out some buzzwords, but I'd like to hear it from someone who's got a specialty in or specializes in the exact subject. So out of curiosity, also, what are your thoughts on
1: prenups? No, I thought you were going to ask that to me. Um, And I I really, I really don't know because I've never met anyone that has had a prenup before. And as you say, if you're open and honest about your finances, then you're 40% less likely to get a divorce. But I do know some very wealthy people. There's a guy called, a valentine in the uk and he's like a multi-millionaire and he said what's the worst what's the best piece of advice that you didn't take and he said get a prenup so i don't know joseph it's a hard one isn't it it's it really, really hard.
0: it really <laughs> is I, I i can tell you when uh, again going back to a year ago when i got married everyone was telling me to get one um mm-hmm. we did not i do not have a prenup yeah but also my wife and I, we came into the marriage with very similar debt, very similar assets. Mm. At pre-marriage, we'd already bought the house together. Yeah. There was no, there was, I, I say pre-marriage, we closed on the house 60 days before the wedding. So we were, we were basically married. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I know that um, some people would say get a pre not just because of each other, because mm-hmm. of, because of so maybe because of some crazy family member. That if it's all going wrong, you know the you know they'll come out of the woodwork and they'll say you know take him for every take her, him or her for everything they've got you know so you know and I guess every, every family may or may not have one of those so it's it's a difficult one and I'm sorry I've not answered that question very well at all.
0: <laughs> no, I I I think that's fine. Even you know honestly, and if you'd rather me edit it out, we definitely can. Um But I. I think you're right. It's a very tricky subject. Also, I don't really know how that would work overseas. That that may be me asking a U.S. question to a non-U.S. Yeah. person. Um, oh, yeah,
1: no, we have them in the U.K. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, we do.
0: I say I don't know if they're quite as common. I guess is more so what I was looking to say.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No, we definitely have them in the U.K. But I kind of feel that what are you saying to the other person if you if you want a prenup? Do you know what I mean? It's like. As you said, you've been married a year, and you're hoping that you you'll be married forever, and you know that divorce is not ever going to be in your in your on your path on your journey.
0: It, um, it's not a word we even use around the house. It, it is not an option. Young married couple tip, and I say as I'm a year into marriage, don't we we don't even use the word. We even in discussion, right. it, it's not That'd an mean. option. <laughs>
1: absolutely it's a non-negotiable we've been married for 20 years now doesn't come up in our house either um but you know whether it's an American influence on the UK I don't know but I do feel oh how what how would that how would I feel if my husband wanted to sign got a me to sign a prenup or or vice versa I'm I'm not sure what that's saying about the marriage before you've even started
0: that's exactly what we said as well I, I mean it, it's it's preparing to fail before you started i think is the exact wording that uh our officiant used
1: yeah
0: when we were never considering it, i just did the exact same thing to him i just said hey you know what what are your thoughts and i i would shout him out our officiant he he was amazing i'd love to have him on the podcast but uh he retired on me and now won't return my text oh shame good guy though dr dan if you ever watch this loved having you (laughs) <laughs> um yeah it, it's it's a very weird talk because I on one side like you know I get it. I think like Mark Zuckerberg famously had a very airtight prenup before he got married Okay, but also he was sending a company public like a month before tying the knot yeah. that's a lot Most, 99% of us who were getting married we're not sending a company public. We're not multi-billionaires with some massive wealth pile and, like, control of a probably, what, top 10 largest company in the world? I can't confirm that, but I you know is huge.
1: Yeah. it
0: It's a very different situation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely is. So not getting but, oh, Go on. No, uh, no, You first. I was going to say, not, yeah, as you said, not many people are in that same situation, eh? No, I... And most
0: of us never will be. Yeah. So getting back and you know, the also what would more so help normal people, because again, we are not all Mark Zuckerberg. Um, what did I ask you about also kids? Um, what extent they should or should not be involved in any household finances talks? Like, yeah. should they be privy? I, I can understand you might say, like, you know, a five-year-old doesn't need to know how much his dad makes it work, but should have some capacity of you know we can or can't afford this and just like to hear your thoughts like is it a gradual thing or do you just keep it from forever
1: no definitely a gradual thing our daughter is now 14 but back in um 2018 we were saving for disney world florida okay and it was it's not cheap right so um so we we involved her we said you know we, we involved her in the budget and every time we went to the co- our favorite coffee shop it was you can have a milkshake or a cookie but you can't have both and then on Sunday afternoons we would watch YouTube videos and she was very much uh, supporting us and helping us to choose which hotel we chose and and thankfully she chose one one of the budget ones because <laughs> uh, they could be quite pricey um and then more recently so and so she was very very aware of that and and we were able to save uh, a nice amount of money and go to enjoy Disney World Florida. And more recently, she would love to go to see Taylor Swift in concert. Now, in America, the, the prices are quite um, cheap compared to the ones in London. Wait, in- wait, how much are tickets
0: in London? Because <laughs> I, 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 my sister, is, she just turned 21 and she's dying for Taylor Swift tickets. And I know how much she was going to pay. And now I want to know how much
1: are they in London? In London, they're around um, 600 pounds.
0: Oh, that's cheaper than what my sister was gonna pay. That's way cheaper. I Granted though, <laughs> I, I'm i pretty sure the show she wanted to go to was sold out. So she was probably going through a scalper who was looking to charge her like four or $5,000 for a ticket.
1: Yeah, no, these are direct with, we have Ticketmaster in the UK. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, but my, I'm not, pay- not paying that much. To see taylor swift for three hours however good she may be <laughs> so she has been creative and i said look you've got to think outside the box if you want to go the tickets are selling who 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 is buying them i do not know uh but the tickets are selling and so she's been creative and she started her own etsy shop wow and i'm like well more go for it because well, why not, you know? So, yeah, so she's very aware of the budget and she's very aware that mommy and daddy are not spending that price on tickets. I
0: <laughs> I I would I can't imagine, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Uh, full disclosure, um, I'm not a Swifty. But I'm thinking even like the bands that I like, the musicians that I enjoy, I can imagine spending $600 for anything. Oh. Like if I'm spending $600, I better get a life-changing event. I better come out a different person <laughs>
1: than That's I went
0: absolutely. into it.
1: And I'd want the full VIP works. I'd want the limo to pick me up from my house. I'd want to, you know, lunch with the star. I'd want, you know, I'd want, I want the red carpet rolled out for that price.
0: Hotel uncorded too. Yeah,
1: helicopter. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to it, spend like fifty, sixty pounds on a, you know, to see some really good stars. But that's the whole. This is like a whole, <laughs> whole game to us.
0: I. I that's what I used to love. Um, I'm not, I don't think they had this in the UK, but again, correct me if I'm wrong, but the other US people definitely know what I'm talking about. We used to go to Warped Tour a lot in like high school and college because it was $50 and you got like 12 plus hours of live music. It was amazing. Yeah. And we were on a budget.
1: Yeah, and that's great value for money. You don't mind spending that then? Nah,
0: I would, if it were still a thing, I'd happily go spend it now too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um. My editor's in the UK, Sammy. When you see this, do you guys have Warped Tour or anything like that? I know, like, they flew a lot of bands in from the UK. Like, Neck Deep played like every year.
1: Do you yeah. guys have that? And not, I've not, I don't, I don't know, I haven't heard of it. So, <laughs> but I'm not on like that. It's probably not, in, you know, something that I would look into.
0: I'll, I'll have to hit up my editor and see what he yeah. says. <laughs> All right, so again before I get I I tell everybody um I think I mentioned this in the Ethan episode if that's gone live yet. Um depending on when this goes live because I don't have my content calendar in order right now. Um that said uh I tell everybody this this podcast is like a recording of my ADHD diagnosis cuz I'll get sidetracked like that. <laughs> We could do another hour just about Warp Tour or like, <laughs> but uh, I got, I got to get back on track. We know what we're here
1: Gotta
0: for. On one thing I did also want to ask you, because um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Cause I see a lot of, a lot of love and a lot of hate for the Steve Harvey method, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, combined finances, one mm-hmm. bank account, two bank accounts, no combined finances, or is it a person by person, couple by couple thing?
1: I think you can you can make it work. So when we when we go back to the UK, we would definitely be having a one bank account and probably like signing up to YNAB or maybe just creating our own spreadsheet like we do now. Um, Here we when we started work here, my husband started first and got his bank account and then I started and then got my bank account and we've made it work. So it can work uh, as long again, as long as you're open and honest with each other and you're you know, singing from the same hymn sheet, you've got that Excel spreadsheet, and you know what's going on. Um, however, I would encourage one bank account, because then you're not tempted to spend money where you haven't agreed <laughs> that you're spending money. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. definitely, I would highly recommend uh, one bank account. But I know that, that sometimes that's not possible. We've just been completely lazy. Uh, yeah, so we've just got two separate bank accounts but it works and and we're on the same page so that's that's the most important thing
0: I mean I, I agree the same page um, I, I do want to say this also I mentioned the, the Steve Harvey method for anyone who at home who doesn't know what that is Steve Harvey recommends and Steve Harvey's obviously not a financial talking head he has family feud so take this at face value uh, One joint account for checking bills all that one joint savings account for emergency fund vacation savings whatever and then each person has their own separate account for their own spending and kind of like an allowance system each individual oh. each husband each wife each each spouse i should rather say gets in it like you know a, a hundred bucks each week to go spend on whatever you want and that goes into your own personal account
1: yeah that's like their fun money yeah, yeah? exactly yes <laughs>
0: I just want to explain that so I don't just say the Steve Harvey method, then, then move on. Because <laughs> uh, I think you might have a hard time Googling that. If you just Google Steve Harvey method, you'd probably find a, a, a family feud clip.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for explaining that. But I didn't know. Hey, uh, Actually,
0: <laughs> and I do want to add, all, it, it's is Steve Harvey any kind of famous in like the UK or anything? I got to add, do y'all have like family feud? And, I know that's a very, that's an American game show. Oh, it's like a game show. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, so we probably have it, but with a different person, different celebrity.
0: Yeah. That, that is what I was assuming. Um, I was talking recently to uh, Connor at Foundered money, who is in uh, Northern Ireland. And I mentioned Steve Harvey and he had no clue who I was talking about. So, I don't know if that was Connor or if he's just not, if that's just not a UK thing.
1: Yeah, it's not a UK thing. Well, not that I've heard of anyway.
0: I would, it, we're going to say two is a rule. <laughs> uh, one's is Connor just being Connor, two is a rule. Okay. So moving out of, you know, just the the personal finance, money, marriage, whatever else I got sidetracked on their talk. Um. So yeah, getting onto, you know, yourself more so as an entrepreneur rather than you know just talking about personal finance um how how did you get started growing your business and your online footprint
1: yeah well um it was back in 2021 when i started writing my blog mm-hmm. and it was very inconsistent it was just about us on our on our journey to financial freedom and you know it was it it was very inconsistent really and it was not good and then it wasn't until April this year that somebody said hey you know you could make you could be you know you could make this into a business and so I said that really and she said yeah really so I just started building on Instagram and Twitter and and just creating my website and just getting out there really and what I've done recently is just reached out to um, some pastors back in the UK on how I can support them when they do their marriage prep. Um, and just getting my voice heard and just visibility, you know, jumping on podcasts like this one and just getting my voice, <laughs> excuse me, my voice heard and just getting out there and letting people know that, you know, you, you're not alone. If you, you're not on the same page and it's not the end of the world, because that you can be, and I'm not going to say it's easy, um, but it can be done. So just letting people know, because I think there's a, a feeling that everyone's on the same page and everyone's winning with money. And yet when you really have like deep <laughs> conversations with people, you realize, oh, maybe not so.
0: Yeah, I, I think everyone, like you said, tries to main that or remain or look, I should say, good from the outside. But once you dig in deep, a lot of people aren't, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you you see things on facebook don't you and instagram and all these wonderful five stars holidays and things like that and you're like and my daughter always says to me you know why can't we go here and why can't we go there and i'm like honey they're either really independently wealthy or they're in a lot of debt, and we don't know and it's not for us to judge but this is our situation and this is what's happening here
0: which hey that's I, i love that point also about you know being realistic with your daughter um about it as well you know this is it goes back to what we talked about the kids, you know, being realistic. This is our financial situation and we are making the best of what we have.
1: Absolutely. And she knows that presents happen at birthdays and Christmas and it's not every time we go into town, you can, you, you can buy something, you know? we have to be realistic. Otherwise, we're just setting her up for a fall as well.
0: Hey, maybe, maybe if that Etsy store really takes, takes off, she can get some every time she goes into town. Yeah, yeah. Which well, I will say also just as a note at love love also here encouraging the entrepreneurial spirit
1: yeah yeah well she makes actually she makes lip balms like with lavender and and all this stuff and she sells them in the local community so yeah we're encouraging that
0: that's amazing to hear yeah so getting back into your business and things you know also um do also want to like shout out also i love the idea of networking with like pastors for the again the premarital counseling would not have thought of that myself uh, I I don't claim to be the world's greatest marketer um or even in the top five but uh that's what I would not have considered that myself so it's you say it and it makes so much sense but it never occurred to me
1: yeah well it's only because I was thinking back to when we got married and as and as I say in hindsight it's a wonderful thing isn't it we were we didn't reach out, like specifically articulate what we were looking for. But mm-hmm. my husband was a youth worker. I was a new teacher. We had no money. And we were we were just trying to find our way. And we were just muddling along, plodding along, but with no real vision, no real goal. And, and if someone had said, look, get your emergency fund, get out of debt, blah, blah, blah. you know what? We <laughs> even had a financial advisor who gave us a great child trust fund for our daughter, who gave us you know gave, you know put us into some great investments but he didn't even ask are you in debt do you have an emergency fund and surely those are the first two things you need before you invest right and i'm like come on common sense doesn't seem to be so common anymore does it so and uh, we weren't <laughs> we weren't doing it because we weren't on the right page financially not because we didn't want to be but because we just didn't know and
0: hey, I, I'm gonna use that old time honored quote, knowledge is power. Knowing is half the battle. I think that was G.I. Joe, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, and also
0: yeah. if you're not told, how are you gonna know? Abs I mean, yeah. I that that kind of seems to be the theme of most financial education is you can't be expected to you know, do it if you didn't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. We um, say a lot in, in this house, we say if you don't know, you don't know
0: very, very true. So I also want to ask, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier as well, you know, looking at who would you say are your ideal clients? I know you said you work with a lot of younger couples. Um, Is it ever too late?
1: No, I don't think it's ever too late. As long as you've got an open mindset and you're willing to, to hear each other out, I think it's never too late. You know, just give me a call and we can work something out. And
0: hey, that is actually the perfect transition into we start moving to the closing questions. Give you a call, work something out. Where can we find you online? How can people connect with you?
1: Well, you can find me at uh, moneyandmarriage.net or I'm on Instagram, moneyandmarriage2. That's the number two. And that's where I like to hang out most. I'm also on Twitter and I will give you the details because I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's money and M. Um, that, but just out, just to be sure. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also on Facebook as well. Parent Money and Marriage. So you can find me hanging out there. And I've also just joined LinkedIn. Not sure what the future of Twitter is. So I've just jumped onto LinkedIn to see to see what's out there as well. So that's all a whole new thing for me.
0: I'm working on LinkedIn myself. I just made the page last night, actually. So if you have any tips, come back and help me out a little bit with that, because, uh, yeah, I'll be the first to tell you I don't get LinkedIn. <laughs> i don't i don't really i don't know what i'm doing on linkedin
1: no and i think it's very different from facebook hey and and instagram i think it's more formal That's what i'm getting the vibes from i
0: think that's a fair statement (laughs) hey i will link all of that in the show notes video description below depending on where you're watching this um also to ask you mentioned you had a freebie can you give us a quick overview of that as well
1: yeah, it's a, it's a free ebook on how to get on the same financial page as your spouse. Just give, just gives you some top tips on how to communicate what to do and what not to do, you know, show grace, no judgment or things like that, that sound, sound really easy. But as you, if you don't know, you don't know.
0: Absolutely. And that is again, completely free moneyandmarriage.net.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: All right. And then moving on to our next question. Uh, what one, you know, I guess, or even multiple, if you want to, book or resource outside of your own content, would you recommend for, like, say, couples who want to get on the same page financially or want to learn how to better their financial situation?
1: Yeah, well, I know that you know Dave Ramsey, and I know that in the UK, you either love it. Well, we have Marmite in the UK. Do you have Marmite in the US? It's... I'm
0: unfamiliar with the name
1: okay it's like a vegetable spread and we said it's a bit like marmite you either love it or you hate it but dave ramsey is the the one person that got us on the same financial page so you know you just just combining those finances working together towards a common goal um i just think total money makeover by dave ramsey and i recommend it to all my younger colleagues because i think it's just a great place to start you know you don't have to take it all on board but just the starting that's the main thing. That's what I take from
0: that. Usually I'm trying to look for it. I, I usually have the total money make for on my desk at all times. Um, I I've read through that book probably five, maybe six times now. Um, uh, I'm not the biggest Dave fan and I, I'm pretty vocal about that sometimes, but I, I do agree. It's, it's a great book for getting started. He's got yeah. a lot of really good info in there compared to you know what while we're here i've got a video coming out on this compared to some other books that have no no data no actionable talking points they wrote a good one
1: it's good, good and also so if you're in the uk i'd highly recommend the meaningful money handbook by pete matthew that's also a very good book that takes you through the basics and and gets you on that road to financial freedom
0: i've never heard of that one i gotta look that one up
1: yeah the meaningful money handbook
0: Yep, here it is on Amazon. All right, I'll link that in the description below as well.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's only nineteen dollars.
0: Wow, I'm a, I'm a no. Seven fifty for the Kindle version. I might pick that up. That I, yeah. I think you. I think you just uh, settled my Sunday afternoon. I know what I'll be up to. Oh,
1: good! I'm so pleased.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, ending it off. What
1: is next for Karen? Okay, well, um, I am thinking about starting a money and marriage membership, kind of like a Facebook group where people can just jump in like once a month, have a live meeting and throughout the month, just encourage each other. Because sometimes I know that when you're on your debt free journey, it's hard, you know, and just to encourage each other, that would be great. But so if your listeners have any ideas on what they would like in a membership, just, just give me a shout and and then further along the road, hopefully in the next 12 months, I'll be working with pastors and maybe creating a digital course to link with their marriage prep. So that's something that I'm really excited about.
0: Sounds like uh, you got some exciting stuff in the works, to say the least.
1: Oh, thanks, Joseph. <laughs> Appreciate you.
0: Hey, I uh, try my best. Um, well then, ending this off, thank you again so much, Karen, for moneyandmarriage.net. You can find her online for coming on the show. As always, really appreciate your time, helping people get on this, helping spouses get on the same page financially, helping them grow wealth, and again, I'm going to keep pulling the reducing divorce rates card because nobody wants to get divorced. Talk about your money. Yeah, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to link everything we mentioned here down in the show notes, video description below, depending on where you're watching this. Give us five stars on Spotify. I think Apple Podcasts has the same thing. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And we will be back next week with another one.